0: Veni, Veni, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to
1: have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment.
0: We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them.
1: I like
0: everything about it. Hello and welcome to the fourth sector of our mega-series. Am I always going to be alone? Finding your fairy tale. This episode is...
1: I'm just fine as I am. Finding your fairy tale,
0: part four, denial. So this is one, once again, like we talked about on the previous uh, sector... That we kind of have this every other thing going on and which of us kind of experienced these things more This is the one that I think I experienced slash went into more than Brandy did and my experience with denial was that I Thought I could be stronger than I was and I was not Really dealing with the truth about how much things affected me or about how much I really um, had to embrace and deal with my own wounds and deal with my own problems and, uh, and really kind of thought that just by willpower and just by, you know, sheer, um, just grit and just forcing myself through that I could like survive different things and not have to suffer anymore and not have to hurt anymore. And, um, The reality was I could not do what I thought I could do and I couldn't just, you know, be in denial of truths that were important for me to accept and things that were important for me to embrace. And one of those things were, to to begin with, the first relationship that I had before Brandy, I got really just majorly bamboozled because I was not ready for somebody to come on to me like i had never really had that happen before i had no idea what to do with that and i had a uh, relatively low self-esteem from the standpoint of thinking that any girl would choose me or that i would ever have anything like that in my life and there's also a real low point in my relationships with my family and i was also in a very hard place because we had just moved to uh, Katy, Texas, and it was not a pleasant experience for me. It was really, really hard. And we moved from somewhere that was beautiful up in York, Pennsylvania, to this ratty little neighborhood. This little, this, this uh, one particular sister of mine and I both called it little community of rat cages, is what we basically called it. And uh, so it, it just it felt like a prison to us. It wasn't pretty. It didn't feel good. There was nothing about it that we liked, and it just felt terrible. And so there was just so many different factors. I was at a low point in my life and very disappointed with uh, the way a lot of things happened. And so when this person came into the scene, she was playing the victim and acting like she was somebody who just needed help and was just had so many problems and so many things are going on. And to a certain extent, that was true. She did have a lot of problems and a lot of things that she needed help on. But what I didn't understand is that she was using all of that to manipulate me and i bought it hook line and sinker because i wanted to feel special and i wanted to feel like i i had somebody that i could pour myself into and you know just all of us like especially when you haven't really had that romance in your life when all of a sudden you seem to have that opportunity and you know somebody touches you in ways you've not been touched before and things like that happen like it's so hard not to just get caught up in the feelings and just thinking that this is, this is amazing and this can't possibly be wrong. This can't possibly be bad. You know, this has got to be good. This got to be God somehow, you know, it's just, it's great. And the reality is all of that stuff, those are just the same sensations everyone feels the first time, just like with drugs, really, you know, like with any, any drug you can think of the first time is such a like just elevating crazy kind of experience that you just, from the re- For the rest of your life, if you get stuck on drugs, a terrible thing, you are always trying to chase that original high that you got that first time because it never feels as good. It never feels the same way as it did the first time. And it's the same way with that kind of first romance. It's not an innocent thing. It's really not a person that God intended for you, and it's not the right person for your life because you become so wrapped up in their influence over you and the feelings that you have with them that it's very easy to go into denial. It's very easy to start selling yourself on all kinds of different things and excusing them, making excuses for the things that they do that are not right. And, you know, you get those quote unquote love goggles. It's not real love. It's, you know, it's just really your own biochemistry being used against you as well as your own romanticizing and just To a certain extent, like another topic we're going to be covering, you're settling because the feelings feel so good and everything seems to be so fantastic and you're just you're caught up in your feelings. And so when you start to see that there are problems and you start to see that things are accruing and coming up that, you know what, maybe this person isn't so great after all, maybe this isn't really that positive of a thing after all it's very easy to just want to instead go into denial and make up excuses for them and come up with things that are just, you know, they're not true. and But they make it easier for you. And you can get mad at everybody else who's trying to tell you they're no good <laughs> and be in denial and think that they're just trying to take something away from you, <laughs> especially if you're already not on great terms with them at the time. So anyway, I went through all of this experience and I... I kind of blinded my own eyes, blinded my own discernment, my own good judgment by not wanting to believe the truth and being overconfident in myself, being overconfident in my ability to to see things accurately and the result was i got massively majorly hurt and i got way too involved with this person i did stuff with her i never should have done and i i regretted very strongly afterward very bitterly afterward because i believed we were going to be together forever i believed we were going to be married and my stupidity at the time i thought of us as basically being married already and that was just insane you know that i i believe that that i thought that but i was in such deep denial and I was so just isolated and I was in the fact that I was the only person I was listening to I wasn't giving anybody else a, a say in the whole thing and just thinking I had to stand out there all on my own the only I knew what was right for me and you know that's a that's the other ditch that you can fall in aside just letting everybody else tell you what to do and I was in that one really hardcore and after it was all said and done the smoke cleared and you know she actually called it off and you know now I thank God I think thank God that that happened I am so glad so grateful that that happened that she actually was the one that said that she wasn't happy and why couldn't I just understand didn't I want her to be happy or whatever and you know there's a lot more to it but I'm just glazing over the all the details because it's really not even worth going into that much but I was really really hurt because at the time i thought that this was the one good thing in my life and this is it and now it's gone and now i'm just left with all the people who don't understand me and don't get it and don't know what i really need and what i really want and you know just now now what do i have to live for because i was staking my whole life on this person and our life together and, you know, it, it all proved false. And, and from my, my perspective, I was just like, wow, she just has no gratitude at all. After all I did for her, after all I poured into her, I spent money on her. I put time into her. I did everything I possibly could. I was trying to build this whole future for the two of us. And that's what she did to me. And so it was just, you know, I was messed up. And uh, I went deeper into denial. I did not go the right direction and realize, wow, I sure messed up. I sure got all this wrong. Instead, I got mad in my denial. I was mad at God. I was mad at my family. I was mad at everyone that I felt did not support me. And I didn't want to give them a chance to say, we told you so. So I just soldiered on and just tried to bear it all alone and just try to come up with these different perspectives that would help me survive and help me get through this. I went into denial about the fact that I needed healing. I needed help. I needed to admit that I was wrong and give my mom and give my you know other family members that could be trusted, people that I could trust, give them a chance to help me through a healing process. Give God a chance. And I stubbornly just sunk my feet into the ground and was like no I am not getting anybody's help I am not going through this pain I hate it already I'm sick of it already and you know this isn't even a couple days into it I'm already like this is just too terrible too miserable what I'm going to do is I'm going to use whatever means possible to just cut her entirely off my heart just completely cut her out in a way so that I don't feel anything anymore and when I have no more feelings toward her whatsoever then I'm free and I just really just concentrated on, on uh, forcing myself to hate her, making myself hate her, just focusing and on the pain and focusing on myself and just the hatred I had of her that I was, you know, just willfully cultivating, even though in my heart, you know, I still had these attachments and I still had these feelings, but I was like just drowning these feelings and not even like you hurt me and now I hate you. It was like, I have to hate you. I will hate you. I hate you. You know, I hate her. You hate her, Sean. Like I would just walk myself through it and meditate on my hatred until I could like kind of just see the blackness in my own eyes and see that it was there. And like, it was true, at least in that moment that I hated her. And then I'd walk away and I, you know, I'd come back and I'd do that on a daily basis until I, I lost motivation to do that because I just didn't care anymore. And I was like, wow, I did it. It worked. And I thought I was fine. (laughs) i thought i was good i thought i found the shortcut to getting over a heartbreak and getting over somebody cutting them completely off you know just with that meditation on hatred kind of a star wars sith kind of mentality toward it and ooh, that was i was in some bad denial because the reality is you do not get rid of heart wounds you don't get rid of all those hurt feelings and all that stuff by taking such shortcuts. And when you unleash hatred, when you unleash rage, when you let things like that loose, you don't get away unscathed, unscarred. You open up the door in your mind and in your heart to all sorts of other really dark things, all sorts of other dark shadows start to prey upon you. And the worst part is you're blinded to them and you don't, you don't even notice, you don't even see how you begin to go into this dark path in so many different ways. And it's denial of the fact that we have to go through a healing process. You know, We have to face our pain and we have to admit we were, we were wrong and that we made bad calls and we have to see it for what it is and be able to deal with it and be able to deal with our ego feeling crushed because we were proven wrong and because things did not turn out and that relationship didn't work after all. It was so hard for me to deal with the fact that I was wrong. I was wrong about her. I was wrong about myself. I was wrong about my whole perspective and everything I was doing all that time. Just, I was wrong, flat and simple. And I could not deal with that. So my denial drove me to some very extreme darkness and just riding off God, who I'd always been very close to, completely riding off my family that I, you know, was extremely close to for all that time. And, you know, it is a culmination of a lot of other stuff that was going on in my life, but that denial was really the ooh, just the thing that was killing me probably more than anything else, was not dealing with the truth and what I really needed to see. And then turning that denial inward. To where I was just like, I can meet all my own needs. I can deal with everything myself. I can live my life without anyone. I don't need anyone. I, I don't need her. I don't need anybody in my life. I can handle everything. I will arise to my own place of power. I will come to my own place that I can have and get what I want and will make the world in my own image. Like, I will figure out the code, you know, the matrix, and I will hack this thing and I will make it what I want it to be. And that was a total denial, the fact that I was made for relationship. I was made for connection. I was made to love and be loved. And, you know, that was the dismal darkness of my denial. So that's, that's my quick snapshot. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for more on how I got out of that and what happened for the rest of it. But we're going to go into some of the points and the things about denial
1: definitely. And while he's, he was talking, something kind of hit me. So we talked about anger and the the second sector of this mega series. And it kind of hit me, you know, we talked about how people do blame God and get mad at God. And he just said it himself. Well, something interesting. So I noticed that even through what I went through, I didn't, I never blamed God. And I'm like, well, I don't know why, you know, and even Joyce Meyer has said multiple times in some of her um, sermons and whatnot, that despite the abuse she went through as a child, she never blamed God and she doesn't know why. Well, I think I just kind of got a light bulb moment. It's because neither her nor I had a relationship with God at the time. And when you're in a relationship with somebody and you feel that they've let you down, you get mad at them. You get hurt. You get bitter. You get into denial, um, depression, the whole range of spectrum of emotions to where you blame God. But if you don't have a relationship with him, can you really blame him?
0: Not if you're a fair person. That's a very good point. Yeah. And I I did have a relationship with God. And I was the one that messed up the relationship, but I was in denial about that fact. I felt like he let me down. I was cheated of what he should have done for me or he should have never let this happen to me. None of this should have ever happened. You know, it's your fault, you know, like, I'm not going to let you try to come in and help me. I'm going to deal with this myself. Like it was, but yeah, it was because I had a relationship with him in the first place that I could feel that way. and. It was me that turned it all around and, and against him and against myself really I mean you can't go against God without it being against yourself ultimately but yeah that's that's very true like for some, if, if you're an honest person if you have no relationship with God you really can't blame him for anything that happens in your life you have to have something there in the first place and you know then it's a misunderstanding and then it's a matter of can you deal with the offense can you deal with the offense in your own heart and reconcile with God and realize that he was never the one that meant to hurt you. He was never the one that did anything really to hurt you. He did everything for your good. And when things go wrong in our life, go bad in our life, it never comes from God. He's never the source of it. And, you know, being able to see that and just trust him is key to the good relationship with him. But if you, if you fall apart on that level of trust and if you, like my problem is, was that to an extent that I didn't even understand, I didn't realize, I had a relationship with God, but it was tainted with a sort of, instead of unconditional love, I had a transactional love mm-hmm. instead of a unconditional love. And there was like a grain of unconditional love in there. You know, there was definitely some some real, like I I did know and, and believe in him and love him, but I also... Had that you know I do these things for you I expect you to do these things for me I had a transactional approach to love in general and relationship in general and that was toward God too so when I felt like God didn't carry out his end of the bargain you know with my mortal (laughs) very small minded very short-sighted very you know narrow vision perspective and judgment I felt that he didn't do what he was supposed to do and I was completely mistaken. I was completely wrong. And actually, you know, he bailed me out and he saved me despite my my screw ups and the thing I, I had totally wrong because like she never would have been good for me. That girl would have been terrible for my life. I, I would have been wrecked, you know, like if she had ended up pregnant or something like that, if, if I had ended up having my life attached to her, it would have been terrible. I would have had awful things to have to deal with in life. And then be connected to her family, too, and all their issues and all their crap. And, like, it would have been horrendous. Like, God spared me major consequences and things that could have just ruined my the trajectory of my life. I'd never be able to be where I am today. And, you know, but at the time, I was totally angry at him for all of it. At the time, I totally blamed him for all of it. was totally like, you should have helped me see that this was coming. You shouldn't have let this happen. And you know what? He probably was trying because he probably was trying to speak to these these other parts of my life that I was blocking out and not letting them say anything and not letting myself believe anything else because I wanted to believe that this was all good. Again, denial. The thing about denial is that you're not open to being wrong. You're not open to the possibility that there might be more than just what you're seeing and just what you're thinking. And you're you're so dedicated, so committed to a certain belief and a certain thing that you will not take it into perspective that you don't see everything. You won't take it into perspective that, while there might be core truth and core reality, you may be off from that core truth and from that core reality. You might be on the fringes of it, or you might be completely outside of it and just thinking that you got the right thing. And the only way you can be sure that you're in truth is to be really grounded in your relationship with God. Really be grounded and really know Him and really know yourself and who you are. And you have to keep on coming back into it. It's not even good enough that at one time you did really know who you were or that at one point you were really close to God. That's not going to help you right now. Do you know who you are right now? Do you know God right now? If you don't, then it doesn't matter if you grew up in church. It doesn't matter if, if you were taught the right things. It doesn't matter if you were making good choices at some point. That will fall when you're tested if you're, you're relying on the past relationship and on the past groundedness that you had in truth. So... Be aware of that and don't fall into the trap of denial of thinking that you can just change reality to be what you want it to be. Like that's, you know, a real, real, uh, I'm not going to give you the actual statistic here. I'm not going to try to go on factoids here. But when psychologists have examined the number one cause of mental illness, the number one cause is denial. Almost all mental illnesses and disorders come from denial at the root. So it is a terrible disease for your mind. It's a terrible seedbed for disease in your mind. So stay out of denial and and just try. I'm not saying that you have to just disbelieve everything that you believe currently. I'm not saying, you know, we don't want to go into the other direction of being self-doubting and being insecure, but be ready to listen to a different perspective and be ready to be humble and and know that maybe you're not necessarily in the in the right perspective. Get a head check. Get a get a perspective check. Like, am I really, you know, is this crazy to you? You know, I'm wondering if, if, if this is really a good idea. What do you think? Get a second opinion on some things and not to disqualify your own altogether, but do try to find wise counsel and Do develop that relationship with God and think very carefully about your decisions. Make sure you're not lying to yourself. Make sure you're not trying to discount and disqualify viewpoints and things just because you don't like them.
1: Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard.
0: Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram
1: at Partnership Vision Ministries.
0: Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page.
1: And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear?